This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. All right, let's do this, everybody. Dairy Brothers Tribecast back for another week on WaitingForNextYear.com on a Monday, August 23rd. Tribe fresh off a sweep of the uh, Los Angeles Angels including a last night's 3-0 win on national TV on ESPN. Of course, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com. Matt and Todd with you. That was fun last night, Todd, watching Cal Quantrill deal, although, as the Indians even put on their own Twitter account, the national TV broadcast from Williamsport, PA, wasn't giving the Tribe much love last night. I thought that was the. Uh, I thought we were watching the uh, Alex Rodriguez uh, happy hour. I mean, that, first of all, Cal Quantrill was so good last night, following up after how Tristan McKenzie was the day before in Cleveland. But Cal was so great, and I feel like it was completely glossed over. Do, I mean, do I need, you know, hey, did you guys know that Shohei Otani is a really good baseball player? Did you know that? Were you aware of him? <laughs> well, I mean, he Have is. You ever a, heard he, of this guy? He is awesome. Uh, the interview. <laughs> I agree. The, the, and listen, yeah. The interview with Go Mike. Ahead. The interview with Mike Trout was so boring. That guy is such a bore, and and he's a great player, and he's the face of baseball, I guess. He used to be. His teammate now is. But, my gosh, interviewing Mike Trout is just a waste of time because he's boring. He's like that. Who's that one golfer um, that everybody says is so great, and then you interview him, and he's just a total bore? I don't know. All of them? Because I think golf's boring. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come to me. It's, you know, no everybody. No, no, no. DeShambo's not boring. He's semi-entertaining because he's because he's kind of a dick, but I'm trying to think of. It'll come to me on who it is, but. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's the guy, Mike Trout, is the best player in baseball and has been for the better part of the last decade, but. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's won one playoff game and made one playoff appearance in his entire career. Am I right? I know he's yeah. never he's never won a playoff series, but, but yeah, I think he's, he's definitely won a never game. won a series. Yeah. So I understand that he's up for the MVP every year and and all that, and and he's a wonderful player. Oh, he's and, awesome. But they need to, this is another topic for another time. But the most valuable player shouldn't be this guy who's the best player in baseball. And, Oh, look at his numbers are great. His team stinks. If your team's not good, you shouldn't win the MVP. That's my opinion. It should be, you want to have the most outstanding player award and the most valuable player award separately that I get, but listen, Otani's going to win it this year and he deserves it. His team sucks. Terrible. Again, the, the, well, the the, the pitching, the pitching, the pitching sucks. If you really look at their lineup, that's oh, why what healthy they're loaded. Yeah. Right, that's why what, what what McKenzie and Quantrill did this weekend was pretty good. Actually, Sam Hinches and Trevor Steffen pitched well Friday. So, like, you look up and go, man, David Fletcher's a a, a perfect number two hitter. Otani leading off. I know Trout's hurt, but you know Walsh is an all star. He scorches the ball. Adele's coming. Like they, you know, Iglesias is, is good. Yeah, Rendon's hurt, but they're not. Yeah. Stassi's a good hitting catcher. Like they've got a decent lineup. No, I I agree. But what I don't understand about that franchise, hey, here's some Angels talk for you. George they, Sedano, seven ten, L.A. Let's talk. I don't understand. 
how they have never addressed their pitching. Like ever. Their pitching sucks like ever. every year. Ever. Although, of course, they have a World Series in the last 20 years, and we don't. Uh, but, but, but regardless. Well, you can thank you, Dusty Baker for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Indians took the Angels down by a combined score of 17 to 2. How about that? This weekend. And, and again, like you, you brought it up, Hentges, you know, they didn't need to start Sam on Friday. They had an off day on Thursday, so they totally could have just skipped it and gone with Tristan on Friday. But Hentges and Trevor Steffen, I mean, that was, that was beautiful. Was it? We, we talk about it nonstop how this team, all they do is play close games. We finally got a laugher on Friday night. Wasn't that fun? Like but fun it is. Minnesota, yeah, <laughs> Minnesota series was fucking painful. Oh god, it, it is. We, it's crazy about baseball is that you know you're right. We blow these games in Minnesota, and you go, gosh, you know, we're just not very good, and you get all negative, and then you come back and you're playing the Angels, and here come the Angels fresh off a sweep of the unnamed team. They scored 13 runs on Thursday, and you're like, uh oh. And then over the weekend, you're right. I mean, the 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 thing that was the illuminator for me is the pitching. Is that Man, next year you look up. I mean, Quantrill last night looked like an ace. Saturday night, McKenzie looked like an ace. Um, our good buddy Rob Parker, who does this MLBbro.com thing where they highlight African-American players, he did a little feature this morning about McKenzie calling him, you know, the black ace of the Indians. And it's like, I thought Shane Bieber was the ace. I thought Savali sometimes is the ace. Like, uh, this is going to be a, a great thing for next year to line up Bieber, Savali, Plesak, Quantrill, and McKenzie. Pencil them in and let's go. I mean, this this spring we were talking about who's going to win the fourth job. Is it going to be Logan Allen or McKenzie? Who's going to be the fifth guy? Is it going to be Quantrill or you know or, or Logan Allen or somebody? So Cal was just dealing last night. First Indians pitcher, by the way, to allow less than two hits and strike out nine against the Angels since. You want to make guess? Yeah. Can I get an era? Nineteen ninety one. Candy Greg Swindell. July eighteenth, nineteen ninety one. It turned out to be a I no think, turned out to be a no decision in a five four loss. I think you and I went to see his major league debut. It, uh, does that sound right to you? I think Swindell? it does. Yeah, I think it does. And did they get like destroyed? Was it like by the Red Sox? Like yeah, twenty. 20 yeah, it was like twenty to yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we were definitely there. All right, good stuff. So Quantro has been unbelievable, but and we talked about this last week, and it, it because it was the day after he uh, almost did the perfect game. But for Tristan McKenzie to almost go perfect and then come back in his next start and. You know, he only allowed the one earned run, but that was, you know, he walked the leadoff man in the eighth, and then they took him out, and the run came around to score. Seven innings, two hits, one earned run, eight Ks, and one walk. So in his last two starts, 15 innings pitched, he's given up three hits, striking out 19 and walking one, and only given up that one run. That's incredible. For the month of August, he's only given up six runs in 28 innings. Which is a one nine three ERA, and the guy who was walking the park yep. for the first two months, twenty eight strikeouts and two walks this month. It's incredible. It is, and uh, this is this is how you win: run prevention. And and I know that the offense blows most of the time. And even last night, it's like, geez, how many more guys are we leave on base? Wouldn't it have been nice to have been six nothing instead of three nothing. And I mean, Zimmer last night looked like the uh, Zimmer from April and May. Just a windmill, and you go, oh, can we just get some hitting from the corner outfielders? But you still got to pitch. 
you know, and 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 you know that's why Tampa wins because they somehow know how to pitch and get it done. And and the Yankees all of a sudden their 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 starting pitching has been really good lately, and that's why they're winning. And you know the Angels, you know lineup's pretty good. Otani we kept in check. Um, it was nice to see. And and look, they're back to five hundred. I know the executive producer was texting us this morning. He never thought we'd get a, he'd see us get back to five hundred. But it's a testament to the pitching and and just to the guys playing hard. I mean, how many times do the Indians beat out uh, would be six four three double plays or infield hits or hustle doubles yeah, into set? Well, we got guys playing hard, and it's all you can ask for. The team's a little bit flawed. The bullpen's got one guy you're relying on right now, um, but yeah. yet here they are back at five hundred. You know, I think the reason why, and you're right about the base running. If you look up. You know, now you got at the top of the order. You have two of the fastest guys in baseball. I mean, they're both like 95 plus percentile in sprint speed. Uh, you know, in 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 Miles Straw and uh, Ahmed Rosario, your boy. But you look up and you you take a look at that lineup last night in terms just in terms of pure speed. Straw and Rosario, fast guys. Jose Ramirez, super fast, always runs hard. Seth texted us. Our friend Seth Forrest texted us. He couldn't believe that how hard J-Ram ran out of the box to break up that double play. Mercado hitting fifth, fast. Zimmer hitting sixth, fast. Owen Miller, good sprint speed. Andre Jimenez, good sprint. I mean, you, you have a bunch of guys who can run. So so that part of it is is, is good. The main issue, and, and where in the line of construction right now and, and why this team is just dying for another real corner outfielder is, why would anybody pitch to especially when it's Oscar Mercado hitting fifth, why would anyone give anything to Fran Reyes to hit, right? I mean, last night you had Oscar hitting behind him. What, were you going to pitch to Oscar or Fran Reyes? Well, they, 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 and you're right. Reyes now is finding himself, and I know he hit the home run over the weekend to kind of break out of this slump he's been in, but then last night he got right back to it because he's not he's not swinging at strikes because I wouldn't yeah. throw him any either. I mean, I, I'm with you, and... I think it was the Minnesota game where uh, Jose Ramirez was walked intentionally in one of those extra inning games. They're all a blur now. Uh, the game on Thursday was a disaster. But, um, uh, you know, why would you even give pitch to Jose if first base is open ever? So, um, yeah. I think, you know. Well, they did. you, know, you got to remember, though, earlier in the year, twice, Jose was pinched. It was, I want to say that it was the same team did it twice. And I know I was there for one of them. Was it Kansas City, maybe? And and Fran Mule hit a home run. Yes, it was the Royals. They, yeah, to walk it yeah, off. I think they did it. I, I think they did it twice. But just to bring this back around to the pitching and just to put a bow on this, I think you're locked in with your five stars for next year. Uh, Aaron Savali pitched uh, yesterday in Akron. His first uh, outing. He went two innings, gave up no no runs in two innings. I think he gave up. Uh, he walked one guy, um, but other than that, he was pretty clean. It's I I still don't know what they're going to do with Shane Bieber. They're, it sounds like they would like him to pitch a little bit by the end of the year, but but I, I think that you have your five starters for next year and you're locked in. And then Eli Morgan is is a very capable number six right right behind him, and and you know he's gotten better and better. So. You, like you said, this team's going to win with pitching, and you know I, I don't see how if you add payroll or you're at least going to add another outfielder, you know, or or a real you know another real bat to go along with what you have. The way Ahmed Rosario has been swinging, we'll talk about him 
why can't this team contend for the wild card or, uh, next year with those five starters and Class A at the back end? I mean, you gotta, you know, you're, you're piecing a few things together, and we're learning about some of the young guys in the pen. Uh, but but there's no reason they can't compete next year for the for the wild card in the division, right? Right. I, no, no, you're not at all. And look, the White Sox are superior when it comes to lineup construction and certainly their pitching. But you know, look, things could go south. When you have a powder keg in the in the dugout like they do as manager, and a few injuries, and you know, I know the White Sox have had injuries this year, and they played through them, and they've got they got a lot of depth, and they're not gonna they're gonna be good for a while. But the Indians have played them very tough this year, and you're right. I mean, starting pitching still will neutralize a very good lineup, whether it has you know Tribe Killer Jose Abreu in there or Tim Anderson or. Eloy or whomever it is, you, you still got you win with starting pitching, and for the most part, Chicago's starting pitching has been healthy this year. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, I, you know, Buster only or somebody last night made the point. Maybe it was Buster said both of these teams feel good about next year. The Angels have not been healthy. Trout's been out, and they've got some younger pitchers coming, and you know, their lineups can be pretty good. And then the Indians, same thing. I mean, you went a majority of the season without your top three starters. Jose was out for a while. Franimal was out for a while, um, and they know they, you know, in this threading the needle season, um, that next year they know a little, they'll know a little bit more at the end of the year about what they have. And unfortunately, for the people like you and me that watch the team every day, Todd, we kind of know that a lot of these guys are utility, and it's annoying. I wish somebody would elevate themselves and not be a utility guy. I mean. Zimmer looks like a fourth or fifth outfielder. Harold, a fourth or fifth outfielder. Mercado, fifth or sixth outfielder. Uh, Owen Miller looks like a utility guy. Is Owen Miller a regular? I don't know. No one. Andres Jimenez, I mean, other than his 10 hopper singles into right field, he doesn't hit much. Is he an everyday guy? So, you know, shortstop, second base, wide open. What about Bobby Bradley? I think he's an everyday first baseman, but it's not a lock. Nope. First base is wide open, too. But uh, here, you just we'll, we'll finish on this with the pitchers, and then we'll move on. Quantrill and McKenzie, let me give you their last eight starts each. Quantrill, 48 innings pitched, 32 hits, 16 walks, 46 strikeouts, and a 1.50 ERA. Only nine earned runs in 48 innings. McKenzie went 49 innings in his last start, 19 earned runs. 30 hits, 8 walks, 48 strikeouts for a 3.49 ERA. And he's only gotten stronger this month. So the future of this rotation is very, very bright. You have five guys next year that are locks, and they're going to compete. And and I'm very excited about 2022. Just need one more real bat in that lineup to go along with that awesome starting pitching. I would say two more bats. Um, Now, well, when I say one real bat, I'm talking about. I'm not talking a high about, impact so, bat. Y- yes. Like, what about a right-handed power bat? Like here, like if you could get someone uh, uh, here, like Brian Reynolds from the Pirates, for example. You put Brian Reynolds in the outfield for the Indians, and we got something going, right? I mean, that would that would be ideal. No, oh, yeah. to have someone like him, young and controllable. You know, uh, give me. I would, I would just, you know, listen. I, the Indians are never going to sign Chris Bryant, right? He, he's, he's got, he's going to make 
too much money on the open market. He's been great for San Francisco. But like a guy like if you, a guy like Chris Bryant, I mean, I know it's a pipe dream and it's never going to happen, but that's the kind of impact that they're one of those away. They're not going to sign a second baseman or a shortstop because they've got so many Don't in the system. <laughs> right. But like they were talking on the unnamed broadcast yesterday about Marcus Simeon, and they're like, "Wouldn't he be a nice fit here?" And it's like, no, he shot put the third, the final out of the game into the into first base and cost them the game yesterday. He's not a great fielder, fielder, but that's the kind of bat too, free agent yeah. bat, right hand, you know. That, that having a great, great season. You know right. who else is having a great season? Tyler Nathan. Um, Ahmed Rosario, your boy. All right, listen. Can we talk? Can we talk can, can, do you want to? You want to? You want to take it from here, or can I? Before you do, you can do whatever you 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 want to roast before, me. Roast me. That's fine. I just want to say this: over the last eighty games, here we go. Ahmed is hitting three sixteen with an OPS of eight hundred, and he is making things happen. And this weekend. Against the Angels, he was dominant. He, he was dominant. Fifteen hits, dominant. <laughs> all right, listen. For this week, sorry, he Let, had fifteen hits, but he was so good all week. He was awesome. He's been great the entire month of August, and I think you need to apologize to Ahmed. Right. So why don't you take the floor? It's almost like that scene in uh, the movie Stripes where they're walking down the uh, down the street, and they're like, "Where were you a couple blocks ago?" And I could have used you. <laughs> <clears throat> because because it was early in the year where we were all over. Well, I was all over this guy as just a guy, Ahmed Rosario, utility guy to the, for the stars because he wasn't hitting. Uh, when he was hitting, it was a lot of slap singles, and the OPS was below 700. But I got to give him the nod, man. He has been on fire. Uh, he plays hard. He's hit the ball hard. He's he had extra base power lately. He's hit a couple of homers, including last night. I know that was a... 321 wall scraper, but who cares in, in a in a little league stadium? But who cares? It, it counts for two runs, as Rick Manning would say. It was a two pointer. <laughs> Let's have that discussion sometime. My lord. Although you know, that's the cheat. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Although last night's, uh, uh, and I'm such a Vascursion fan, but when he's pitted with a Rod, it, it's just painful. How is a Rod so good on the Fox Studio Show? But then you get him in the booth, and it's just, it's god awful. He's the most unlikable, unprepared. He is such an egomaniac. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, like. It, but he's not bad in the studio. He's not. Unnamed, unnamed reporter, friend of the uh, po- podcast, texted me last night and, and said that, uh, you know, I, I don't understand why he is doing this. Like, there is no reason other than to feed his ego. To be out there, I mean, this is the, the same. The guy. story, the story me. he told about Tito Francona was his manager. Uh, Tito Francona never managed the Rangers. Like it, it, he made it out like it, Tito. I went into the manager's office and Tito took me aside and said, "Don't you know, love your hustle." It's like I think Tito was a coach for one year with the Rangers in '02. He was never the manager, but he made it sound like he played for him. When you talk about playing for somebody, that means they're the manager, not not the coach. I. It's so weird. Think, Such a weird story. I think he likes going to the park and getting stroked by these younger players and getting stroked by by the other media members because he's a rod. And is he know, is he that is he that important anymore? Do do no, young player do young kids know who he is? Yeah, they, of course they do. Do they? they? And he was he was one of the best players in baseball when they grew up. Was he? Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was a long I mean, time. Yeah, ago. It was a long time yes, ago. He was a cheater, but. 
a long time yeah, ago. When, when he was a thin rail playing for the Mariners and Rangers, he was great. The Yankees banished him only to bring him back. And then when he hit his 500th, it was like, eh. People didn't go so, as crazy for him as they did when, when Jeter did his thing. Just saying. So I can't, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but my friend Scott and I, uh, he's he's from New York, Yankee fan. And, and he says to me, Scott Sauerbach. Next time you, yes, that Silverman. Next time you see the Yankees play, when you go to see the Indians play the Yankees, just watch a Rod at third. All he does is look in the stands for women. I'm like, no, no way. Sure enough, later in the season, I go, and this was back when we sat like right on third base. I watched him. In between pitches, all he was doing was looking into the stands. It was the and and you can't say he's looking into his dugout because the first base dugout is his dugout. He's playing third. <laughs> it was it is the most he is the guy is the worst. It's a terrible, terrible broadcast, and nobody likes it, and nobody likes him. I don't for the life of me. I don't understand it. By the way, nice deflection of you uh, in mid apology. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, so here we go. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Ahmed Rosario is more than just a guy. I was wrong. I apologize. I I am rooting for him. I think his resurgence has a lot to do with your daughter being back in town because when she was gone at camp, uh, he didn't perform. Uh, now she's been a big fan. Uh, she's constantly texting me and, uh, and, and also on my case, which is well-deserved. Because he's not just a guy, and I was wrong. Now, with that being said, I will stick to my guns on one thing. Ahmed Rosario, I apologize. You should be on this team next year and a key contributor, but not at shortstop. I think we all agree yes. he's limited defensively with his range. His arm's not bad, but but even last night, the play off the middle where if he does a spin move and throw him out, it would have been a great play. And, and A-Rod even pointed out, you got to put your body in a certain spot. I think this they've got to make the decision second base or left or right field and then put him there teach him that and let's go because yeah. he should not be at short if we could open next year with Gabriel Arias at short and Ahmed at either left or right I'd be good with that and listen yeah. he doesn't have to cover as much ground because Miles Straw is a freaking beast in center field <sighs> beast I mean how about that one two with Straw and Ahmed, since since Straw has come over, those two just are they're on base machines all of a sudden, both of them, and uh, the speed at the top, they're just make things happen. I mean, it's a lot. The Indians are kind of playing a lost art offensively with getting on base and running. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we steal we steal more bases than most teams and we seem to try to go first to third or or you know last night was that, who got was it last night or was it the night before? No, it was it was Saturday. Ahmed got thrown out at home. It was a great uh it was, it was a good, a great yeah, it was a good relay. Right. You you you'd argue early in the game you hold them, but we are aggressive. Yeah, we are aggressive. Ahmed we're aggressive and I'll do nine times out of ten you got to make that perfect throw against someone like Ahmed with the kind of speed he has. I'm, I'm down for it. But Straw has been awesome. I'd love to see – to me, the best place for Ahmed is left field for next year. He's not going to hurt you defensively. He was fine in center. Put him in left. Let's, let's go next spring, left field, teach him how to play. But also, one day in left field, one day at second base. One day in left field, one day at short. One day in left field – 
one day in right field. You know what I mean? Just let's just make him the guy who's going to play every single day, but move him into different positions and rotate him and give everybody a day off. Even if you teach him some third base for a day, so Jose can DH. I mean, I know you got Ernie who who's done an unbe- by the way, I've talked about this like ten times. Ernie's defense in the infield is so freaking good. I, so I personally would like to see him as the utility man, but Ahmed should be playing every day somewhere else. I'll tell you another thing. That speed's quick. He, you see him, you see why he was a top five prospect in baseball. Like you can see it in there. You know what I mean? Like sometimes no, he's got very Matt good. Laporta he, he... was a top 10 prospect. Oh, but God. When you looked at Matt Laporta, he was stiff and his swing was ugly and, and he was G- slow. Gator and for I'm, God. <laughs> or, or, or or the late Andy Marte, top three prospect in baseball. Maybe it's got him. Remember, it looked like he his ags used to say this all the time. His bat looked like it was too long and heavy for him, and he would his swing was so long and so slow. But but Ahmed, you can see it in there. I mean, I just I hope that right now the top four in that lineup should remain the top four in that lineup. That should be opening day, twenty twenty two. I want to see straw. Rosario, Ramirez, Reyes—the first, the first four, and then the next. Five, oh, it's hard. It's hard out. to argue, right? The next five you got to figure out. Um, you know, if you move Ahmed to left field, at what point this year, Todd, do you then give him that opportunity? Like you said, to move, maneuver him in a little bit. You got to hit September one before you do that. Where, where, I, I don't you know. think you're going to do it this year. I think it's winter. I, I think because you still need. Why to wouldn't you do it now? Why wouldn't you do it now for a little bit? Well, I'll tell you why. No, I didn't, but I know it now. It, <laughs> you still need to give it back to Daniel Johnson and Zimmer and Mercado because two of those three will not be on the 40-man roster. And, and from from what I have been gathering, two of those three are not going to be on the 40-man roster. And right now, Zimmer is far ahead of the other two be, for, for many he's reasons. Right. He's, had, he's had his moments. He's had his moments. He's played well. Right. And I read the but, Pluto. But so... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I read the Pluto column Sunday, and it was like, I know it was Stat Central. Terry loves the stats. But, uh, yeah, Zimmer's played better. I mean, he, last night he kind of went back to long swing, swing over everything Zimmer. But, yeah, for the speed he has, the defense, mm-hmm. he's he's been better. And he's still under team control, not, not real expensive. Daniel Johnson, I mean, he turned on that one fastball in Minnesota this week and hit a bomb. But then, that was nice. but then he doesn't. But then he doesn't do anything the whole weekend. So, yeah. And but that's the thing. Like, there's not enough room for for you know five four A outfielders. Do you know what I mean on this forty man roster? So I personally, I don't think you're going to see Oscar or Daniel Johnson on this team next year on the forty man. I think they will both be uh, uh, non tendered or designated for assignment. Whatever you know, what, whatever it is, um, Oscar just. I don't know. It's just, it's not there. And he's not as good a defender as Zimmer. He's basically Zimmer, but a worse defender with less speed and less power. And that's not really somebody that I want to to take up a, a key spot for a guy uh, who's a potential, uh, you know, future part of this roster because they're, we've talked about this on this pod before, but the 40-man spots are going to be so key because there's so many of the top prospects that are going to have to be added because of the rule five draft and the Indians are just loaded basically at the, you know, double a single to double 
a level that they're going to have to add guys. And even a guy like Cody Morris, who we didn't talk about, who was at knocking on the door to be in the rotation, he's not even on the 40 man yet. And if, if the Indians left him unprotected, he would 100% oh, oh, yeah. be picked no, up by somebody. So, yeah. So, so, I mean, there, there's just, there's a lot to unpack there, but I just, I can't see how you're going to have Mercado and Daniel Johnson and, and uh, Harold. And there's just too many of these outfielders is too much of a log jam. And they're going to have to either package a bunch of these guys together for a major league uh, for, for some major league talent or just cut bait with these guys. Cause they, it's just, it's just not, we have a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. The question is, are they legit guys? You know, and if we're yeah, talking about upping the payroll, what's that? I said just a lot of jags, just a guy. You're you love that. Yes, not enough who's. But Yes, who's. That's right. But here's yeah, who not how. But but uh, you look up and you go, "All right, if we put a med in left field next year, straw in center, then right field is what? A combination or or a if it was just the guys now. Harold Zimmer platoon. Nolan Jones. You got to remember he's there. Like what if Nolan Jones is a big spring? You're not putting him at third base. Are you moving Jose to second? And 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 you're not moving Jose anymore. Like the, right, right. The that's, I think that ship is sailed. That was gonna right. If that was gonna happen, it would have been three years ago at this point. You know, I mean, okay. Then Josh Naylor comes back. Is Josh Naylor battling Bobby Bradley for first base? We forgot about him. I mean, that's I. I, I we got I we got a lot of guys. But it's it's so true. But I swear, we have this conversation all the time, and then we always forget. Naylor will be back next year. But yeah, Naylor Naylor may be the answer at first base if they don't think Bobby can do it. So what do you do and with Bobby Bradley? I mean, for Bobby, it, but this is the thing that they sucks made it. For Bobby but, but breaking T made a Bobby Bombs shirt. Is it going to be uh, extinct? No. Listen, my my point is what sucks for Bobby is. This was his time where he was going to play first base every day, and unfortunately, he's been hurt for the last two weeks. He got he's he's been bad since the All Star break, and then hurt. That's not a good, you know. That's that's not good. I, I, but, you this know, also, but this is also but this is also a guy. Yeah, this is also this is also a guy that took the ball opposite field over the wall for a walk off homer. I mean, he it's there. It was there, baby. What are you talking about? Come on. I mean, it's there. This is a good problem. At least we have a lot of a lot of options. But I still want to. If we want to, if this team wants to take the next step, new name, the whole thing, the new logos, all these things, there's got to be an addition or two. It can't just be oh, we're going to bring all these guys back and open it back up because you know no one's standing out. You know, no, we're not sitting here going, oh, he's a lot. Even even Naylor, who's still young at 24, but it's not like we're sitting here going. He's definitely a guy. I mean, we love him. Josh plays hard. He has his moments, but he also has his stretches where it's like, geez, this guy is swinging over everything. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, his numbers were not exactly the greatest, but I'll tell you what I don't want to see anymore. Owen Miller playing first base. It's like. Better better than you, Chang. Well, that's what's so frustrating is about Bobby Bradley being hurt. It's like right now. <laughs> it's Owen Miller or you playing first base every day. It's, oh my God! It's like that. It's first base in Cleveland is now becoming the new center field. You know, <laughs> poor Owen. He uh, he cost us that game on th- was it Thursday's day, day game? I mean, or was it the Wednesday night game? No, it was when he kicked. No, it was the Thursday game. He kicked the the ball in extra innings. But that was also the game where we had. Uh, uh, you know, a man on second with nobody out and a, a three, four, five coming up in the 
runner didn't advance and it didn't advance you know you're fat you know you had a man on second with nobody out and he didn't move for three four five and you know th- those two losses in minnesota both times they deserved to lose with the way they executed it was awful it was it was it was bad dairy brothers tribe cast matt and todd with you and waiting for next year dot com tribe uh back at it on tuesday a little day off today after that trip to williamsport uh, I got to read uh, Zach Meisel's piece in the Athletic. I haven't yet, um, where he kind of followed around. It sounds like he followed around Fran Mill, Jose, and Ahmed and stuff, and so that'll give us a little inside uh, dirt on that trip. Chris Antonetti going down the uh, that like grassy hill, yeah, the hill. on the slide. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, like, I love seeing. It looked that. like they had. It looked like they had a really great time, and it seemed like a great experience, and. Uh, it was cool. I uh, I lost one of my games because of that, but because uh, I'm you know I, I go every Sunday, but uh, <laughs> to the home games with Brooke. But um, yeah, it was worth it. I we we actually had a really good time watching that game. Uh, I thought it was very cool, all the pregame stuff, and you know being in the stadium, and and I love those great lakes uniforms. I thought it was a cool they were cool. Thing, so yeah, they it, it, it was it was a nice job. But uh, before we go any further, let me tell you something. Do you know uh, Ernie? You know Ernie Clement, right? Uncle Ernie. Ernie? Ernie's got a be- er- Ernie Clement has a beautiful smile, so much so that when I look at Ernie when he's smiling and he looks like Aaron Boone, by the way, oh, I yeah. look at those teeth and I say to myself, he's got to be going to the Center for Advanced Dentistry for the Chagrin Boulevard exit off of two seventy one on Orange Place, right there in Beechwood. Uh, they will give you exceptional dentistry in a fun and relaxed atmosphere. And again, if you love the Indians and you love all things Cleveland sports, you can go in, grab a cup of coffee, talk to them, and then they will take care of your teeth, whether it's a routine cleaning, smile reconstruction, root canal, you name it, they do it over there at the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Plus, they're great guys, Dr. Sean, Dr. Ben. Give them a call, 216-595-1710, or again, check them out at cfad.net, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. BreakingT.com slash dairy. He's got all the T-shirts and the gear that you need if you're going to games like Todd does and you want to look good and you want even the new Guard the Land Guardian shirt that has the new font, has oh, the new look. That shirt, by the way, Yeah. shout out to the great Brian Snyder. When we went to pick up the kids at camp, I see him and he's wearing the Guard the Land shirt. And, he look, and I was like, I love that shirt. He's like... BreakingT.com slash dairy. That's where I got it. There baby. we go. There we go. We appreciate the love. He's a P1 and... listener. He is his son. It's great. <laughs> but uh, anything you need, Nick Chubb, new, new Nick Chubb gear uh, and a new Chubb a Brown shirt. I know uh, the Super Bowl was yesterday at 1 o'clock. Um, Ken Carmen on the sidelines for Browns Radio. Does, Sweating on the sidelines, Ken Carmen? Does, does it get any better than that? But, um, oh, my God. A dream what come a true. Bit. A gr- dream come true for Kenny. What, such a good man. But, uh, hey, man, anything you need and want, you have. This Tristan McKenzie. I told you, I was wearing my sticks Tristan McKenzie T-shirt at the uh, Indians unnamed uh, game last Sunday, and people loved it. They're like, where'd you get that? Go to breakingtea.com slash dairy. That takes you right to the Cleveland collection, and you can get whatever you want. Indians, Browns, Cavs, uh, they've got it all at breakingtea.com. they got cool shirts. They make new stuff. Uh, even uh, unnamed fans as your hero and, and, and savior hit his 500th home run yesterday. They have a 500th home run T-shirt. Um, 
uh, for Miggy and I'm sure all of his families. So, um, different families. Um, so, breaking tea, I thought that would get a laugh out of you. BreakingTea.com slash dairy. Or just BreakingTea.com. Go there now. They have the best gear. Uh, no question about it. Todd, last night your favorite relief pitcher came in in the eighth inning. Um, and again, it got scary. Very scary. First of all, that was hilarious. And I was on mute, so you didn't hear me laughing. But I, <laughs> I didn't realize I was on mute. I was dying there. <laughs> the families. Okay, so last night, uh, as you know, I spent a little bit of time at the uh, the emergency pet vet last night, the emergency uh, with, with Coco, which was not great. But, hey, she's she seems to be okay today. And, uh, yeah. But, anyways, uh, during that time, I was getting – texts from my daughter Brooke you know her as number one tribe fan no and doubt so no this doubt is the te- this is the text that I just got they're interviewing Cal Quantrill right now I can't check to see who's coming in and then she put oh guess who it is 99 he's tossing the ball up and down ugh why do they put him in out of all people he always walks guys. <laughs> she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. Long story short, I, I mean, he's he, been absolute terrible, shit since, terrible. He, since since he can't use the sticky stuff to grip the ball, and he is. All right, I don't want to make personal attacks. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stay above board. Well, let's just say that he's not good. Not right now. I think the league no. knows he's not good, and. The Indians should have traded him at the deadline when they had the the uh, the uh, opportunity to do so. I think that unless he can somehow figure out how to grip the ball, this is what it's going to be like. Well, he commands on. one well, pitch at a time. Yeah, that's it, and the team figures it out within one batter. He's having a rough. He's having a rough couple months, and it's obvious that the whether it was sunscreen he was using or whatever, he can't anymore. But sitting here saying we should have traded him, yeah, why not? He's he's young, controllable. He's a little bit of an idiot, but like, look, which look, my point is, what's exactly my point? But is, is he tearing through the this. clubhouse, and you have to get rid of him? Is that where we're at? I don't think we're at that at that point. I don't I, here. I don't think that he's anyone's favorite in there. Uh, I think they all think he's a total fucking lunatic. I think the front office knows that he's a total fucking lunatic, and if he is that good of a relief pitcher then maybe you get some serious quality in return for him. I would have been fine with it. I've, I'm, I'm on record as, as, as saying that I, I have a very hard time cheering for him. I want him to do well because he's on my team, but I have a very hard time rooting for him. I just do. I think that uh, I think that they're going to have to give him – they're going to have to work with him in the offseason. They're going to have to figure something out. It's obvious they have faith in him. They would not have brought him in last night in a three-run game. Any other options? Who, who else were you going to go? Well, you could have. You could have. You could have brought Shaw in in the eighth. You could have well, brought. You could have brought Whitgren. <laughs> you could have brought Whitgren in. I'm saying to start the eighth when when Demarlo Hale shook Cal Quantrill's hand after 92 pitches in the seventh inning and said, "You're done." They had a plan, and the plan was Karen Chack into Class A. So if they think he's terrible, they wouldn't have made the decision to put him out there last night, is my point. Shaw was healthy enough to pitch. So was Whitgren. It's not like those guys were overused before that. Um, you know, there's not a lot of options after that because Nick Sandlin's hurt, and you know they tried Francisco Perez for a second, and 
one day. Uh, Blake yeah. Parker's not coming in. So um, that you know, I, you're right. They You're still right. they still think he can do it, or else they wouldn't have put him in last night. My point is, there something's going to have to be figured out this off season. Like what? Okay, James, here are the rules now. You can't use this now. So what are they going to do to help him with his spin rate and to get back? That's why the pitching factory is what it is. But right now, yeah, he seems like seems like a lost cause. He's putting guys on, and he can't. Like you said, you're right. He he can't grip the ball. But he still. It's not like his velo's down a ninety, and he. And he's a shell of himself. It's still there, but it's just it's not working. Yeah, without that that without that spin the spin rate, you look at the numbers, it's not even close. It's like you look at April and May, and then you look from the crackdown day on, and it's like, you know, he's way off and his walks are way up, his strikeouts are way down. The velocity's still there, but when it's dead straight and ninety eight, you know, <laughs> that's a different story. And you know, these are major league hitters. They're going to have to obviously ride it out with him, and and you know, I understand. But look at how Clase has been in the last since the All Star break. You know, he's allowed one run in the last eighteen since the All Star break. He's allowed one run, and that was the uh, walk off homer to Jed Lowry uh, in Oakland, which was the first game after the All Star break. Since then, 16, 17 straight appearances without giving up a run. It's been awesome. awesome. And remember, he was struggling with his command, and now he's got no command issues. He's really, you know, he's really kicked it up a notch. And I, hey, listen, I love Classic. Huge fan. Uh, he, that's, that's your closer. And they were splitting the role for a long time. But here, th- th- this is more proof. When was the last time he's gone to Karinczak in the ninth first save? He can't. No, Sorry, 99. No, no. He can't he can't because he can't be trusted. No, not right Jose now. He's become the full-time closer at this point, which is good for 10% capacity as we go into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Manny's Manny. been Hey Manny, <laughs> talk about the Yankees. I think he's uh he's been great and and he's the one guy you're relying on and you look ahead to next year and you go, "All right, <clears throat> a healthy Sandlin back will be a part of that mix. Who knows about Karen Jack?" Um yep. I don't, you know, Brian Shaw, will he be back next year? Probably. Why wouldn't he be? I mean. Uh, unless someone wants to give him, like, real money. I, I get that he's not been good lately, and that, but the guy pitches every day. He's really not. I mean, for the people, they, oh, Shaw again, he's terrible. I mean, last night he came in, and whether you like him or not, that, that 5-4-3 double play was huge. I mean, he made the pitch. So. Oh, my God. Was that awesome or what? Especially because he bailed out. 99 it was, uh, that was that was that was, that was much sweet. much needed so but there's it's other guys turn. there's other yes, guys also. there's other guys coming too which will be you know and, and and you know Zach Meisel's guy Anthony Ghost I know he's an option I think next year uh, I think they're what finally about Robert Broom <laughs> <laughs> but you know and, and again one of these guys whether it's Hentius, Mejia one of these guys is going to be turned into a reliever you don't need all these starters. Yeah. If you've got Morgan and Morris as six seven going into spring training next year and everybody's healthy, um, you know, maybe J C, maybe maybe Henches. I, I maybe I would put Sam Henches in the bullpen right now. I would too. We've ta- and, and we've been talking about this for months. Sam to me is a power left handed reliever. That's his future. No doubt. <sighs> Good stuff. What else? Do we want to get into some pitching matchups. Do we? Do we catch everything on the list? Uh, I, I think we got everything. Yeah. I let's think go good. over to some Yankee business. <laughs> That's right. 
Let's talk about yeah. Oh, it's all on baseball business. Oh man, that's a that's a great bit, great uh, great old bit right there. What is it, what time we got here? Mondays, man. Yeah, these Mondays are rough. Uh, <laughs> all right, so here. I'll, I'm all out of sorts. I'm all out of sorts. I'll start the pitching. We got a just. big week. We got a big week this week. Yeah, we got we got the Rangers. No, I'm not talking about on the field. Three. I'm talking about off the field. Oh well, listen, big, we'll, big we'll, birthday, we'll big birthday week. We'll close that up. We'll close the show with that on uh, uh, <laughs> after we do the pitch matchup. So you got three against Texas, yes. and three against the Boston Red Sox, and it looks like you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. Tuesday will be Eli Morgan, yes. against uh, Taylor Chick Hearn. I've never heard of him before. Taylor well, Hearn, have you ever heard? They of him? don't look alike. Uh, Taylor Hearn is an African American. Chick Hearn was, okay. a, but yes, yes, Taylor Hearn is a, a left-hander. That's correct. Oh, which means we get Yu Chang at first base. Uh, Wednesday, Zach Plesac, correct, been, needs to step it up a little bit against Mike Fulton Evans, former <laughs> Brave. Uh, I mean, that Red. guy's still pitching Fulty. He's like two and twelve. The one Rangers seven the, with a seven one one ERA away from home. That's the, pretty good. The Rangers, <laughs> the Rangers are just booty. I mean, they awful. they're terrible. Just awful. Talk about another franchise who never has good pitching. And then Thursday, right now, is showing uh, TBA for the Tribe, but that that would be the Hentious Stefan uh, yeah. piggyback Correct. spot. Correct. But they have an off day Monday, so you never know against former. Philly farmhand Spencer Howard didn't know that he was uh, Spencer Barnes Howard uh, <laughs> from. Uh, Does he have his togs? Is he gonna be wearing his togs? <laughs> Cubs are gonna kick butt. <laughs> and, okay, Friday, uh, Friday night. I love the, it. Keep rolling. Uh, Keep rolling. Tristan McKenzie. Yes, going back for another big start against left-hander Eduardo Rodriguez. No one gets no one gets more run support than that guy. You ever notice like it's like Eduardo Rodriguez yeah. gets the win for the Red Sox, but he gave up five runs, but they won it's eight like, to five. It's like Charlie Nagy, nineteen ninety five. Like I think he won like fifteen games with like you know, and, and uh, every time it, it was like, hey, the Indians won today twelve to five. You know, I know. Uh, then 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 you got Saturday, which I'll be in attendance with T one listener Andrew Rafael. On the, this is a national Ran- game. On Randy national Randy's in town. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, we we got uh, FS1 national game. Cal Quantrill against Nathan Uvalde. Correct. Wait, now let me and, ask you this: that you just yeah. have two tickets for Saturday, right? You don't have a third ticket for Ed's slot. I don't, unfortunately. He can Ed uh, Ed how's the slot can sit on my lap. You can ask about and, RMDs. <laughs> and then uh, Sunday, Eli Morgan against. TBA for the Red Sox. Right, it could be that Tanner Houck guy because uh, he pitched Tuesday, but right. uh, they basically we're missing Chris Sale and we miss Pavetta, Nick Pavetta. So I don't know. I always like I always like getting a piece of Chris Sale. It seems like the Indians have had Me some too. decent swings against him. Good success against him in his. And I, I feel like when he was on the Sox and he was peaking, we always beat him for some reason. I agree. No, we had good success I don't against know. him. Yeah. So so that's. Uh, that's that's exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to being down there this weekend. Also, Sunday, the executive producer and I are going to see the 40th anniversary of Stripes. I mean, at the Valley View Theater. That How is good. Is that that is unbelievable. Unbelievable, screen, baby. <laughs> and now is wait. that in like HD? How does that work? I don't. 
I don't know. I, I'll, <laughs> That's I pretty. Would imagine I'm so. assuming uh, that they that they you know maneuvered that somehow what a great film was, that's there, our there second that's our second stripes reference now third stripes reference of uh of the day yeah. i'll be well yeah the executive producer and i are going sunday so uh that'll be very exciting but as we close the show we would be remiss if we did not celebrate and shout out on wednesday a big milestone birthday for our mother the great patty d does she ever listen to the show or no I think once, like two years ago. <laughs> I don't think she has time. She to... would if I get. Here's the thing. She would if I told her. Here's the link. Click on this and then listen. But she's not exactly adept at uh, going to the podcast app on her phone. Technology is not her strong suit. That's no. for sure. She does have air. She does walk a lot, and she does have AirPods. Whoa, she, that's a big step. For, yeah, I got her for her uh, for Mother's Day, so she could at least. She could listen, but Mother's uh, Day, the mother of all male days. That's right. But special shout out. We we won't give we won't give it away. But uh, big happy birthday to our mother. We love you. And uh, big one, big Browns, big, big Browns fan, big Tribe fan. She's very much looking forward to the Brown season. I wouldn't call her. I wouldn't call her a big tribe fan. She loves no, her football. No, no. She loves the Browns. Loves never misses a game. Never misses a game. Never has so, her whole life. That's uh, that's is a, this is a, this is a big week. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's keep the good times rolling here. Off a sweep of the Angels. The Rangers are terrible. So that should be you know, um, you know that should be a good series. I'd love to I'd love to just keep the momentum going, and uh, and stay over five hundred and and do our business. And then the Red Sox play a little spoiler next week. And always love beating them if we can. Um, Absolutely, they've faded big time lately. Yeah, they're, I think the A's are tied with them for the second wild card right now. In fact, I know they are. Um, so they're they're fading. And, and uh, listen, I, I, nothing worse than the mass holes. So anytime that any any team from Boston doesn't do well, it's fine with me. Or chokes, should I say? All right. The Yankees well, overtook them. Yankees are three in front of them at this point. Uh, that's crazy. Actually, is it that crazy when when you pick up Anthony Rizzo and uh, what's his name? Um, why is it Joey Gallo? Yeah, I mean, is it really that crazy? So, all right, uh, that'll do it for the uh, Dairy Brothers Tribe Cast. We're out of room and out of here. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.